Ladies and gentlemen, the sickos and the normies, we are live at KH20. Let's go. Let's go. Before we get this rolling, though, there's a lot of gratitude that needs to be dished out. So before we roll, first and foremost, can we please give a loud electric hand for everybody on the KH20 panel that made this happen? Secondly, I want to give a lot of gratitude to this amazing panel of Kingdom Hearts content creators that agreed to come on here and deal with me. So please give it up for them as well. <laughs> Last but not least, I want to give a special shout out to uh, my Sages of the Lodge who have supported me from the time these podcasts used to get 10 views. Um, it's amazing to me that it's come this far. So. You know who you are, and just know you have my love and gratitude. And last but not least, my loving fiance, Charlotte, who stuck this out with me from the beginning, even when it was absolutely nothing at the start. So a lot of love to you. Thank you. Now, without further ado, we're going to go down this panel here, one by one. I'm going to ask that you introduce yourself, give the audience an idea of what kind of content you make, and then answer the question, why Kingdom Hearts? You could have chose any series to love this much, any series to make the content for. Let us know why Kingdom Hearts. Dang, I got to go first. You, gotta, huh? you, <laughs> you chose the seat, Andy. I did, I did. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Andy. Uh, I go by Andy Brew on YouTube, and I'm Andy Brew 48 on Twitch. I hate having the numbers there, but it is what it is. Uh, but I, uh, I'm a variety streamer. Um, do a lot of first playthroughs. I love JRPGs, RPGs, action adventure. I love Crash Bandicoot, so if we have some Crash fans in the house, come see me, please. Uh, and I obviously love Kingdom Hearts, so you just find a variety of stuff on my channel. Um, why Kingdom Hearts? I mean, there's so many things I could say. Honestly, like, I think for me, like, cause like the gameplay is is so fun. Uh, just like the Disneyness of it is amazing, and the the wholesomeness of it. But I think it really, for me. I'm in it for the, the story. Like that I'm just so like locked in and just invested in the story and I just yeah, I don't know what else to say. I just I love the characters, I love the story, and uh, I think now Kingdom Hearts has been the most interesting it's ever been. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. Andy Brew, ladies and gentlemen. I guess I'm next. So I'm KT, or KT Wayfinder. Um, I stream on Twitch, usually do variety, do a lot of Kingdom Hearts, Pokemon, and Hades are my top favorites. Um, I do some dancing sometimes. Uh, I did do a few Kingdom Hearts dances, which I really loved that I could do that. I grew up with Kingdom Hearts ever since I saw that first trailer hit with Simple and Clean. I was hooked, I saw Simba. I was sold, and ever since then, I just love following along with the story. The gameplay is fun, and I'm really, really invested in the characters. I love seeing their development and the way they grow, and I just love that we're all here for the 20th. Yeah. Katie Wayfinder, ladies and gentlemen. What is up, everyone? My name is Treehouse. I play a lot of Smash, Pokemon, and Kingdom Hearts. And can we just say that Sora's in Smash? Yeah. Let's go, Let's go. He made it. Let's go. Thank you, Daddy Sakurai. Um, but Kingdom Hearts, I, uh, I was in fifth grade when I played the first one. 
and I just remember looking at the cover for it for the first time. And uh, like ever since then, I've just kind of been obsessed with it. And I wanted it, uh, I wanted the game so bad when I was a kid, I was bragging about it to my friends. And like his parents went out and got it for me. So I don't know if you're watching. I let you know about this event, but uh, thank you, Seth, homie, for getting me Kingdom Hearts like 20 years ago. You're the homie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ever since then, I've just loved the idea of Disney and just Sora's design, and I've been in love with it ever since. So, Treehouse, everybody! Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Violin. I am a Kingdom Hearts musician, speedrunner, and content creator. I am currently the world record holder for the Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix Any Percent Speedrun. Woo! Um, and also... <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also play a lot of randomizers. I do a lot of challenge runs, uh, which tomorrow I will be doing uh, Yuzora blindfolded with all pro codes. You guys will want to. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a special shout out to Sonic Shadow, Sh Sonic Shadow Silver 2, who's in the crowd right now. He actually made the original Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix randomizer. So give it up, baby. Let's go. The reason I initially got into Kingdom Hearts is because it looked uh, very mysterious and I'm into those types of games. Uh, but what keeps me drawn to Kingdom Hearts to this day is the community. So thank you all for being so awesome. Give it up for violin people, come on. Hello everybody, I'm Taryn. I go by Rose Carol on Twitch. Um, I'm mostly a Kingdom Hearts 2 randomizer player. I've been dabbling in different categories and trying to invest myself in doing harder challenge runs for myself as well. I've actually met a goal and I'm going to be doing a critical level one playthrough. My first ever yeah! critical level one playthrough on my Twitch starting April. So that's going to be pretty intense. I'm scared, um, <laughs> but I chose Kingdom Hearts mainly because I saw actually one of my friends playing it when I was younger, and I got so invested, I saved up money from like two or three different birthdays and bought my own PlayStation 2, my own memory card, both Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, and I've just been invested ever since. The characters kept me hooked, but like Violin said, the community has kept me here, and you guys are absolutely amazing. So shout outs to you guys. You guys rock. Let's and go. Give it up. Thank you. All right. So I got a lot I want us to discuss up here. I definitely want to have some open discussion, especially about the Master of Master. But before we get to that, I actually want each and every one of you to tell me, if you could pick one Disney World to be in the next game, what would you pick and why? Andy, you chose this seat, so you're up. I literally hate you, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, does it ha can it be a recurring world, or can it be, does it have to be a new one? It could be, I guess oh, it could be. Emperor's New Groove, 100%. Oh, let's go. Wait, let's go. Please. Tell, Please. Tell us why, Andy Brew. Tell Dude, us why. because the Emperor's New Groove is like one of the best Disney movies of all time. Objectively. Yep. It is. <laughs> yes, thank you. Who's, thank you. Who, what's the who are the party members? If you could have one party member for that movie. I have to movie. pick one? You have to pick one. I can't pick one. I I'll give you two. We did Woody and Buzz and Toy Box. You I mean, two. I think you could do a lot of, I don't know. You could do a lot of fun stuff with Cusco. You could, do a lot, <laughs> you could have, uh, I don't know. You could just, I don't know. You could just ride on Cusco. I, crunk, I was like, who said Crunk? It would be kind of sick if uh, if they did what they did in uh, Frozen where like Marshmallow was like a boss 
and then like joins your party mm. and then but cronks like a boss and then he yeah. joins your party. I think that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, I don't I haven't thought that far into it, but I want the Emperor's new group so bad. There you go. Please. How about you, Katie? You're up. I really want to steal your answer because it's really good, but You're I'm going to say Treasure Planet actually. Oh! I have always loved Treasure Planet a lot and it's like perfect for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it yeah. would be. Give it to us, please. Yeah. You're up, yeah, Trey. I was going to say, I've actually never seen Treasure Planet. I've only seen a couple clips and then I was Come like, on. And I was like, I want this! I want this! I want it at Kingdom Hearts! Cancel him! I want it! Cancel him! upon yourself. It just, I feel like it, it kind of says a lot, like, even if you haven't seen the movie and you're just so appealed to it like that, to want it in yeah. Kingdom Hearts, I just want to know more about it. So obviously I have to watch it, but I would love just kind of like that space pirate from what it seems oh, yeah. idea would be perfect for a new Kingdom Hearts. So that's the game I want. There you go. Um, I was going to say The Emperor's New Groove. That's and, right. Um, <laughs> My reasoning is two words. Lama Shora. But instead, I'm going with my favorite Pixar movie, which is Coco. And I oh, think okay. okay. That'd be great. Coco, Coco would be perfect. Uh, I, I just want to see all the amazing aesthetics recreated uh, in Unreal Engine. I think that'd be really awesome. And uh, th there's just a lot of material to work with, with enemies and whatnot. For me, I, I love everybody's answers, first off. Absolutely amazing. I am going to go a completely different round. I'm going to say Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Ooh. Replace Atlantica with Atlantis. Put Kida in our party. Have her kick some booty. There we go. go. <laughs> it would just be so much fun, I think, to maybe start out on Milo's side with the whole crew and have him kind of just being like one of those characters where he's giving you hints on where to go, but he's not like in in your party. And then you finally get to Atlantis and you get to see Kita and she just immediately joins your party and then it just goes from there. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. And being able to fly on their ancient tech, come on. Who wouldn't want that? There we go. I think everyone's answer was fantastic. I can only hope we get at least one of them in the future. Um, but I want to talk about the big picture here. So the Master of Masters has a lot of mystery surrounding him. Uh, we all know what his plan is, but what do you think his motives are, and what do you think the end game is? Any thoughts from the panel? I don't know. I think it. I think I really think it's just like. I just want to say you don't have to go in order. By the way, oh, this yeah. is an open discussion. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, obviously there's going to be spoilers here, <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. I think like really his motive is what he said at the end of Union Cross. He wants to get rid of darkness and like, but it, it's, he set it up in such a way of like, it's like he's setting up the foretellers to be like these, these sacrificial lambs to the slaughter of like, we, we, we stirred up all this, you know, darkness, quote unquote, or I don't know, but this animosity mm -hmm. inside your hearts, right? Uh, so that you can bear like the like these vessels of darkness, so that I can basically kill them. Um, and then he, he even said that he was going to bear one in his heart. And I think really, we were talking about this I think on the car ride actually. But like, I don't know who he is, but he's definitely he definitely has. I think he definitely has a past where he was just he lost a lot of people, and he's going to do anything he can to basically like make things right. But even if it comes down to the most like diabolical and like villainous way to do it um yeah got nothing else yeah. 
helps the plot. Well, I always think about it. I always wonder, you know, whether the Master of Masters is Sora or not. You can have your own thoughts about that. But mm -hmm. to me, it's like I almost try to imagine it's like maybe this is a guy who lost his Riku and Kairi. Yeah. Like somewhere along the way, darkness or some manifestation of it took it away from him. And maybe he's trying to think up this big brain plan to bring him back. Yeah, I always I always saw that it, it could have it could be if it is Sora in a way. Which I'm not saying it is, just the theory. But like it would be it would be like Sora, but it was like from the timeline where they lose the Keyblade War because he lost everybody. And so it's like that would like kinda make sense to me if they did something like that, but I don't know. Yeah. Any thoughts down the panel? I think you stole the show there, Andy. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Please, somebody else say something. I think if it were, if it like was going to be any type of Sora version, I think that would be like the best way to do it, or at least like one of the top, top coolest ways. So what makes you think that would be like, why, why is it, would that be cool to you? What about Sora being the master? Because Sora's just like so happy and always loves his friends. And I think to even see an official version of him just having so much like, Maybe just sorrow and maybe hatred would just be really sad to see, but I think it's it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, Sora's always happy all the time, but like it's so important to just have a character like him too. And it's so special, just growing up with the series and him getting older like us. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just one of the best things in life too, so. There we go. Any other thoughts down the road? Um, I actually think the Master of Masters is a, unique character that we don't know. I do too. Me too. Um, he's definitely gone through a harsh past, you can tell. And um, his plan, like, you would assume the Master is someone you can't trust, but I think he's actually telling the truth at the ending, at the ending of Union Cross. Uh, and the I, I just really like the character because he's, like, very morally gray, and we don't really see that in Kingdom Hearts uh, yeah. until now. Um, so the fact he's willing to sacrifice not only uh, himself but also his, also the other foretellers, uh, just really shows how important this all is to him. And uh, I, I think in whatever the next game, whatever game he's in, we're gonna see him go through like a change where maybe, maybe Sora or somebody teaches him the right way to go about things. Any thoughts, ladies? Everybody kind of hit it on the on the head for me, and now I'm sitting here like, what do I say? <laughs> well, oh, let's start with, do you think it's a version of Sora, or do you think he's going to be a unique character? I, I have to agree with Violin. I think it's going to be a completely unique character, like somebody that we do not know at all. It's mm. just, it's going to be probably something that's going to make another two or three games, I think. I would love that. I think oh, it's I, I'm okay with that. Sorry. I would love to have another two or three games, but don't make us wait as long as we have. You know what I mean? No, I, I was just <laughs> gonna say, uh, I think it'll be. It's gonna be really interesting to watch Sora and the Master interact, because it's like you have Sora who's like so pure and obviously morally good, and then the Master who's like you don't really know. Like you know, he like he's like he has motives, but it's like you don't know. And so I don't know. I'm just excited to see like that conversation. You know if that ever happens. So with the April 10th event coming up, which I know we're all excited for, we don't know a whole lot what to expect. Don't expect Dark Road, we'll start there, but do we have any predictions about what's gonna be announced at that event? Because they're obviously building it up to be a pretty big deal. Do we have any predictions what we think will get announced on April 10th? 
at the risk of getting our hopes up too high. I really hope it's just Dark Road and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I won't road. even be mad. I would just laugh. I'm like, this is amazing. Just watch Cage Twitter just go up in flames. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think we'll definitely see like a teaser for like maybe the next game. But that's it. I don't know. I have no thoughts. I think the most likely thing is probably some form of teaser for the next game. But I would like to see some type of port or remake of Days. Yeah! Please and thank you. <laughs> By show of hands, who appreciates Days here? I've got it on my badge, thank you very much. Okay. Roxas is my favorite character, hello. Hello. <laughs> I would also like to see a 358 over two days. It's just, the movie was great, but it's just some interactions in that DS game were just so special, and like, I kind of need more of that in my life. So, I mean, that would be great, maybe something for this year, and then maybe even a big trailer for next year. I'm not, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I would kill for that kind of remake. Okay, hear me out. Union Cross remake, but it's an MMO. Would be kind of sick. That would be metal. Would be kind of sick. All right, here we go. What union would you all join? Whatever one's winning. <laughs> I'll hit the random button. Um, so this is really like oddly specific, but I think uh, I think we're gonna get a teaser for the next Kingdom Hearts game for sure. I think so too. Uh, it's not gonna be Kingdom Hearts Four, but I think uh, I think it'll be a game where Riku goes to Quadratum and saves Sora. And then he has to make um, a certain sacrifice. Um, he's gonna die. Um, <gasps> and then after that, Sora, Kingdom Hearts 4 will happen, and he won't have his best friend anymore because he's dead. And then it's gonna be a circle. It's just gonna be like continuous. Because <laughs> then Sora's gonna do the same thing, and then Riku's gonna do the same thing, and, and eventually maybe, who knows, Kyrie might do the same thing. You're all just lining up to lose out. Doom and others to take the fall with you. Wow. So, you know, obviously Kingdom Hearts means a lot to the people, not only in this room, but here on this panel. I'm interested is, what lessons have you taken from Kingdom Hearts that you apply in your everyday life? Don't have to go in order, just shout always them out. Having a positive outlook. <laughs> <laughs> always having a positive outlook. Like, Sora has taught me to, like, look for, the, like, look for the good in people and look for the better in situations compared to just thinking about the negative all the time. And I've really tried to like give those good vibes out to like everybody else. And Sora's just such an iconic character for that. He's always so happy. He's always smiley. I mean, come on, he makes, he, he, he forces himself to smile, hello? <laughs> <laughs> um, my experience as a Kingdom Hearts speedrunner has taught me the importance of patience. Um, and also um, the ability to push through your own barriers um, to be the best that you can and uh, if you fail that's okay as long as you learn from the past mistake um, just keep pushing through and eventually uh, if you put in the effort you will achieve whatever it is you want to achieve yeah I think um I'm just gonna be completely honest. So from, just even from 2020 and stuff, I think Sora just having his friends so close and loving them, I kinda saw that same thing. I mean, I always saw it, but I think it just hit really hard 
too. So I just think having like your friends and your family, like that's all I personally need. So I think kind of seeing that in Kingdom Hearts and like playing as Sora, that hit me really hard. So that was one of the, the biggest takeaways I've, I've had recently too. So it's been really nice. Something that really vibes with me is my favorite character is Riku. So I, as I play through the games and have followed Riku on his journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I <laughs> but, um, it's your boy. So I always tuned into that Riku really goes on this journey to find the balance between his light and darkness. And I always thought that was something that I also felt with my life because I try to be a good person all the time, but sometimes, you know, darkness just kind of comes in your life in all kinds of forms. And it's learning, the journey is learning to deal with that and always remember that there is a balance in life. Yeah, I kind of going off what uh, Rose said, um, it really, uh, just like Sora and like, I think, like, I like looking at Sora and Riku's dynamic and development because, and I say this all the time, like, uh, we all need a Sora, but, like, we also can be a Sora to some Rikus out there that are hurting, you know? And so it's like, I, like, I need a Sora in my life, but it's like, I can be a Sora to somebody that might need it, you know? And um, I think just, yeah, like, I don't know, that's all, that's all I gotta say. Beautifully said by the entire <laughs> yeah. panel, if you ask me. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the villains. And now, excluding the Master of Masters, since, as stated, he's a little bit morally gray. If you had to choose a favorite villain, doesn't need to be a main one, could be an organization member. If you had to choose a favorite villain in the series, who are you choosing and why? Vanitas. Yeah. I think Vanitas. Yidus Vanitas. Because he's, <laughs> he's just darkness. And, like, sometimes it's like, there, I mean, there's just light and there's just darkness, and it can actually be as simple as that. <laughs> so, and I think he's the perfect example. So, I'm gonna one up you on that and say Zigbar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I so I was gonna say Vanitas for that very reason, but Zigbar is just so cool. He has an eye patch. You know, <laughs> I, just, I don't. But also, he's just he's just always on top. Like he really is, and it's like you look back and it's like. He was playing Xehanort kind of the whole time. Whole time. He was like this ta this master tactician, right? And uh, it's just insane to me. But he's also just cool. He's just so cool, man. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but my favorite villain is Maleficent. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Um, I respect that. And uh, I know she hasn't been relevant since KH1, um, but I do want to see her be able to overthrow all the other villains and become the big bad again. I think that would be really cool. Um, and the fact she's able to bring all the Disney villains together in KH1, I think uh, is a pretty cool villainous trait. Kind of overshadowed by all the other villains though. So uh, in, in a way she's uh, pretty underrated. And I, I think she's very underutilized. They could be doing so much more with her. And I, I hope to see that in future games. I'm going to say Zemnis because I actually, this isn't like a super good reason, but I actually really enjoyed the boss fight of Kingdom Hearts 2. 
against mm. Zemnis. I think that whole fight is just super epic, and I never really get tired of doing it. And he's also kind of just a cool villain. That's it. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to throw out a meme answer, because I like all the villains. Um, I'm going to say Pete. Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Lion Pete specifically. He he had like <laughs> so Go many Pete, places that he came in in Kingdom Hearts too. You kind of see him in what like six or seven different worlds, and he's gonna fight him in Olympus and in Timeless River. Man, oh, that fight in Timeless River though was a pain. Oh, that's true. He was, he was. also in Dave. Yeah, you have to follow a stealth him. mission. You have to follow yeah, him. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> So now that we've talked a little bit about the villains, um, I want to narrow it down to the Guardians of Light here. And uh, Katie, you're going to bounce off your answer from before, so feel free to elaborate further or say a second favorite. But who's your favorite Guardian and why? It's definitely just Riku. No one compares. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like looking for that. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, we'll, go, we'll branch off a little bit for you. Do you think he got shafted in Kingdom Hearts 3? Would you like to see him make a bit of a comeback? I have to say, I was slightly bitter that you only got to play as him for the one short fight. That was really it. I feel, I wouldn't say he was shafted, but I did kind of expect a, if we were, if he was going to be a playable character, besides after they did Remind, I thought we would be able to play him a little bit more, but it's fine. It's fine. Well, we can hope we built that out so that you can play as him in the future. Let's hope so, anyway. Yeah, I, Riku's also my favorite. Uh, and I, for me personally, it's because he's, he's, I think he's arguably the most relatable character in the series. One of them, anyway. Um, and yeah, I just can like relate to him a lot. Because like, I've been through a lot of darkness in my life. I think we all have. And um, Riku's, especially like watching his journey in Chain of Memories, you know, he, he decides to face it head on. And uh, it's really cool to watch that. And he's a little stubborn sometimes, but... Um, but yeah, he's able to just accept the darkness, and I think that's huge for us to like understand. It's like, yeah, we deal with we deal with some crap. We've been through some stuff, and we're not perfect, and we're probably not we're not gonna be perfect. You know, it's like it's impossible, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. There's my favorite character, and then there's like the most relatable character, and I do think Riku is the most relatable too because he still will have these conversations with his past, but he knows like he just has to go on too. And I think that's one of the things that's most relatable is that there will, there is darkness, you know, every, in everyone's life, but moving on and being strong about it and how you react to past things is like what you can do to move forward. And I see that all the time with him, so. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I'm so proud. What about your favorite character though? Yeah, yeah, what about the favorite? That was relatable. Who's Sora. your favorite? Sora. <laughs> My, Sora's my favorite, of course. <laughs> so Riku's cool and all, but <laughs> can we talk? Can we talk about my boy Terra? Hey, yes! let's go! Yeah. Yes, yes. Terra. Terra. That's true. Um, um, so Terra obviously goes through a big struggle in a birth by sleep, but I think he was truly just at the wrong place at the wrong at the wrong time. I, I think he just had really, really bad timing. Sure, he made a terrible decision. Terrible decision. Hey. Did you just do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he made some pretty bad decisions. Um, but to see him have such a strong comeback in KH3 to become this like 
mentor figure for everyone else uh, is really cool. And I do want to see a game with him again, um, hopefully with some smoother gameplay. Um, <laughs> but Shots fired. Yeah, Tara. Tara. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we all know my favorite character is Roxas. Yeah. Hey. And I, I'm, while he's my favorite character, I'm, I'm gonna say that that he's on a pedestal for me. But I'm gonna go with my second favorite because that, that's just too too easy to put there for Roxas. I'm gonna say Aqua. Aqua, I don't think, has gotten as much love as she should, especially for being stuck in the realm of darkness for as long as she was. Like, hello? How long was she stuck in there? Too long. No, too long. That's too long. Even one year is too long. Yeah. She comes back, and, yeah, you have to knock some sense into her. But, I mean, like, after that, what does she do? She goes and gets vented, and then everything starts working out perfectly. It was like she was the main key. Mm. Yeah. Anybody get that? No? Okay. <laughs> so I got a couple more questions for the panel here, but uh, let's go with uh, something that won't be controversial at all. What's everyone's favorite numbered title? Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Tell me Hearts why. Two. I always enjoy playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Just the gameplay, The I like the reaction commands in a lot of the boss fights, the way you see that play out and get to like that's part of the gameplay. I just really enjoy that. Yeah, for me, I love all of them. I even recoded. I, I will defend recoded to this day. It's not my favorite, but I love it. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah, for me. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's literally just everything that Katie said. And I think it's just kind of that, that game. You like ever play a game that just like, you just played it at like the right time in your life and it just hit you at like that moment and you like needed that game. That was Kingdom Hearts 2 for me. Like it wasn't, it's not even, I don't even know if it was a story or whatever, but like it was just that game that I needed at that time in my life. And so it's, it's my personal favorite, yeah. I'm gonna go with Kingdom Hearts 1 just hey, because. Let's go. There's something just so magical about it because I, I recently played um, Kingdom Hearts 2 when it came to PC, and like I remember having a great time with it, and then I played Kingdom Hearts 1, and, and I don't want like nostalgia to take over, but I was like, man, like the just the interactions between all the Disney characters, like for me, doesn't get better than, than KH1, and it's just that magic feeling that it, it really has is special. So I know like people are like, oh, what about a Kingdom Hearts 1 remake, but I just think it's, it's so good the way it is. So yeah. KH1's my favorite. Um, to no one's surprise, mine is also KH1. <laughs> uh, I, the reason I love KH1 so much is just, well, gameplay-wise, the worlds are very intricate. For how small they are, they crammed in a lot of interactable elements. Um, like in Wonderland, where you can uh, interact with the flowers, uh, interact with paintings, with, plant, uh, with other plants, using magic to get a chest. Like, how cool is that? Um, design. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just think KH1's world design in general is just the best it's been in the series. KH3 has come really close to that, which I'm really happy about. Um, but also in KH1, everything feels, uh, n nothing feels separate. N none of the Disney worlds feel separated from the plot. Um, like everything you do feels important. Uh, and that really helps uh, with the feeling of, um, what's the word? 
it, it makes you feel immersed with everything that's going on. Wow, some really good answers over here. <laughs> um, I definitely have to go to Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 hit me so hard when I was a kid. Like I said, I bought my own PlayStation 2, my own memory card, and instead of playing Kingdom Hearts 1, what did I do? I played Kingdom Hearts 2 instead first. <laughs> but, uh, uh, again, it's, it's just so good, and you just have this sense of nostalgia, and when it came out on the HD ports, I just remember it being my actual first game I platinumed ever on my PlayStation account, so I, you can imagine how many hours I threw into the game just to get there without looking literally anything up. It was, it was amazing, and obviously since I play Rando, I get to play the game over and over again as many times as I want, and it's kind of different every time, and I just, I just love it. It's, it's too good. <laughs> it's too good to me. So, yeah. So you have to say Kingdom Hearts 3 to balance this all out. Well, I mean, objectively, <laughs> it is Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to move on. So, <laughs> I mean it. Um, so, last question before we wrap all this up. So there's a lot of mysteries concerning the future of the series, and we touched on the Master of Masters. But, you know, I've, I've spent more hours than I'd like to admit diving through YouTube looking at theories on this, and nobody seems to give me an answer that satisfies me. So maybe the panel can help out. What's in the black box? Nothing. There's nothing in the box. I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope it's, there actually is nothing because all those theories of like, what's in the box? Completely just gone. You know, I just think, I just love stuff like that. You know, I don't know. It's just me. But, yeah, exactly. So I have a theory on what's in the black box. Um, and uh, from, from the ending of Union Cross, we know uh, where five of the six darknesses ended up. Mm -hmm. I think the last, the sixth darkness was Xehanort, and since we defeated him, uh, there's only seven left. So where are the seven darknesses? They're in the box. And I like that, yeah. Uh, eventually, the master and all the foretellers are gonna get together and uh, he's finally going to open the box, mm. and everyone, uh, including the Master, will get taken over by the darkness, and Sora will have to fight them, even if he doesn't want to. We got any follow-up on that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly makes like so. It makes so it much does, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, said it all. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm just gonna continue to keep my mind open, and whatever is in the box is in the box, and I'm just gonna be surprised either way, even if it's nothing. <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> I have no idea what's in the box. I think about it too much. Trio six is a smash ball in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Just brain blast me right now. I gotta know when it's ready to come out though. <laughs> I just wanna like, I just wonder how many people know about the box and what's in it too, especially with like how much they set up with Yazora and that whole world, do any of them know what the box is? And I don't know, I'm just really looking forward to like the future of Kingdom Hearts, because I feel like they set up so much um, at the end of KH3 and Remind Melody Memory just to forward that it's like, it's no better time to be a Kingdom Hearts fan. So I don't know what's in the box, and like, I honestly, like if we find out soon for in the next game, like that's cool, but like I'm okay to keep this mystery going too. I would be too. So uh, it's been a real good time. But before we wrap it up, um, 
the panel, if any of you have uh, anything you would like to say, anybody you would like to thank, anything you would like to plug, now would be the time. Don't forget my Kingdom Hearts 1 level 1. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2 level 1 critical playthrough starts at the beginning of April. I'm just saying. Come watch me uh, die over and over again. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Rose Curel, everybody. Um, I just want to reiterate, there's going to be a blindfolded Yuzora showcase tomorrow at 1230 CST. Um, I, th always, I thought that was fake. <laughs> I, th I thought that was fake, dude. I, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see my Twitter post today? <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be critical mode level one with all pro codes, um, blindfolded. What else? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, I remember when Cage 3 came out, like, I got a PS4 just for that game, just to play it, and then I, like, I returned the PS4, but then I ended up getting another one. Um, so just like even the past years, especially with like Sora getting in Smash, I've been getting really involved with the Kingdom Hearts community, and they have been like the most welcoming and supportive. So I just want to say like thank you to everyone who's been super, super appreciative. Even back when um, when I was like in seventh grade and I saw um, Metal Gear Solid and Smash, I was like, oh my gosh, like third party characters could get in. And that's when I you know, thought about Sora. So the fact that you know, Sora's in that game is bringing a lot of people uh, like me like into the community and just really meeting just wonderful people. So thank you all so much for just being supportive and um, most go to community, let's be honest. So, yeah. I would also like to thank the community because for me, I grew up loving Kingdom Hearts, but I grew up loving it by myself. Yep. So it wasn't until in the more recent years that I got to meet a lot of you and just a lot of fellow Kingdom Hearts fans online, and I've really, really enjoyed that so much every day that I get to just interact with other fans and talk about all the things we're so passionate about and just enjoying the franchise. Nice. Uh, I want to thank Landy uh, for inviting us on here. Like, seriously, thank you. This is so fun. Uh, I want to thank guides and the committee for putting this together. Uh, this is like the coolest thing ever, like for Kingdom Hearts fans. Like it really is, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, if there's one thing I want more than anything in, the, in a future Kingdom Hearts game, a show Minamimoto secret boss fight. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, when I started this uh, episode, I gave out a lot of gratitude and a lot of thanks, but I wanted to save one last thing for the end. I want to thank all of you. Everybody who's in this room, we may be the ones up here on the panel, and the, you know, considering everybody who put this event together, none of it's possible without all of you. If none of you came as long as you needed to get here, whether you flew, whether you drove, whether you took the gummy ship, you made it here. And it's all of us that make this special, and all of you who came and are gonna share your experiences and share your talents and your quirks, and you know, hearts are stronger when they're connected. And I can't see a better example of that than this room right now. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back tomorrow morning on Kingdom Hearts Guides' channel at 11 a.m. for a Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary cosplay competition. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, 
sickos and normies, it's been my pleasure to bring this amazing panel to you. Please, I am begging you, check them out, follow them. I put all their links in the episode description. I really want to extend my gratitude again to you guys for doing this. And again, hey, we got a whole weekend ahead of us, so what do you say we all have some fun? That's right. Peace out, everybody! KH20! Hey. Cheer it up, come on! <laughs>